It's nice to be back on air again after another depressing week listening to the radio, hearing the New Zealand media, the politicians and talkback callers all give us their wisdom over how to solve the, yes, you know it, housing crisis. Uh, in simple terms, everyone talked over the last week about houses cost too much in this country. Currently seven times median income. Seven times. Ten years ago, they were five times median income. The international benchmark is three times median income. Just imagine that. If we were going to get our houses to be the same price as all the houses elsewhere, we'd have to have a 50% cut in prices. Can you imagine what that would do to our economy right now? Boom, crash would hit the rocks. Anyway, a house in New Zealand twice as expensive as anywhere else in the world, and that is not a good look. But let's also remember, though, that people pay twice the price because we have no choice. Most markets correct themselves when the price becomes too high. You want to charge me what for that? You've got to be joking. I don't, I don't want it. Uh, but when it comes to houses, you don't have that choice because everyone needs a roof over their head and the roof needs to be where a job is. And it doesn't matter whether you're buying a house or renting a house. It's all the same thing. It's all linked. There has been a multi-generational planning failure of epic proportions based on some 1930s utopian view that every New Zealander can live in a three-bedroom quarter-acre pavlova paradise or rent one. So now we're here... What do we do? Well, most of us just moan and wail at the government. Oh, the government should do something about the fact that we can't house ourselves because it's all the government's fault. I don't know about you, Barry, but I've never lived in a house the government built. It's always been a private developer built my house. Anyway, government after government has tried to put a cap on prices by penalising demand with taxes, like the Brightline test, or limiting who can buy with LVR rules. Oh, you bad people for wanting to buy houses, we shall punish you. So this came in place last week. Anecdotally, we've heard there's been an abrupt decrease in sales and inquiries from investors. But let's be honest, these guys need a break. It's been a busy summer. They bought a lot of houses. They'll be back in a couple of weeks because nothing fundamentally has changed except on the edges of their margins. I mean, honestly, what is the new tax going to do? Will it provide cheap, affordable homes? No. Will the money it raises go straight into the consolidated fund to be spent on goodness knows what? Yes. Could it stagnate an already suffering economy? Yes. Will it halt price growth? Yes, but only a little bit. And only for a while, until investors remember that the upside exists. Happens every time. Will it mean a rise in rents? Yes. And, you know, they are the most vulnerable in our housing market. Those who will never have enough money to buy a house and depend on the money bag investors to buy a house to let them rent them from them. They're going to have a rise in rents. Of course they are. The investors need to keep their margins. And most importantly, will it build new houses? No, it won't build any new houses at all. Which is why I was amazed how little attention was paid to the one part of the proposal which might create a house or two. The government money to be invested to build infrastructure. Because houses are not built on land. They're built on, built on pipes and wires and roads and shops and service stations and transportation routes and bus services, and they all cost money. One expert spoken to by Heather on the day Casually said, well, actually, the government probably needs to spend 10 times that amount on infrastructure. Unless, of course, you want to be like Wellington, where you build more and more houses until the streets explode in a fountain of poo. And one last question. Why is the housing crisis the government's problem? Because they're bit players compared to the buyers, the developers and the builders. Why has the private sector failed to meet the demand of the market? Or maybe they like the demand exceeding supply because it makes the price stay up. 
And this was borne home to me uh, this weekend by the incredible news that Carter Holt Harvey is to stop providing timber to independent wholesalers, preferring to supply big players like Fletcher's. Why? Wait for this. Wait for this piece of proficiency. Why Carter Holt Harvey underestimated the demand for wide timbers used in building our multi-storey developments and building our houses. The people who make the wood didn't realise how much people wanted the wood. We have run out of wood. In a country with the second largest forest plantation in the Southern Hemisphere, it beggars belief. We ran out of wood. Who cares about a tax?